Siyah Tavuks Welcome to the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the 7th edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 11 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. Joining us today from her home studio in Doha, Qatar, Buthania al Mufta, our latest guest on the Dior Talks podcast series dedicated to the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, plunges us into a world based on conceptual archiving and interpreting the collective memory of her country. Tasked with transposing her universe onto the Lady Dior, the multidisciplinary artist approached the bag as an heirloom charged with stories and memories to be passed down through generations. Imbued with symbolism, layers of transparent chiffon swatches are printed with Arabic typography, while delicate draped threads evoke a hand-bound book and the stories that bind us together as a collective, bridging conversations across a cross-cultural dialogue with the House of Dior and beyond. This is really a chance to get to know more about your world. So can you take us into your world and tell our listeners about your journey as an artist? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, art has always been a hobby of mine ever since I was uh, a little girl. And even at school, I always found comfort in art class and just in that creative environment. And then I focused on it later on in my high school years and then attended a Virginia Commonwealth University School of the Arts here in, uh, in Doha. Mm-hmm. And that was really great because it really helped broaden my horizons. And I, I learned a lot of skills from great faculty and fellow students. And I feel like all of that journey through my education helped me kind of form the signature style that's seen in my work today. Okay. Can you tell us a bit more about your signature style for anyone who might not be familiar with your artwork? I believe that you began with printmaking and typography. Yeah, my practice ranges from painting to photography. There's also a little bit of printmaking, uh, typographic work that's related to this uh, conceptual idea of documentation. And that kind of evolved over the years into some large scale installations and then photographic performance series and video and there's this fascination um, with all facets of the context of the country and the memories linked to it um, that led me to develop the research and reflect on the life in the old neighborhoods of Qatar um, and the people who shaped them. Mm-hmm. And then slowly I turned to this idea of conceptual documentation through bookbinding Um, while reflecting time and space through a historical lens. So this idea of these conceptual books, was that a key inspiration for your bags? Can you present the Lady Dior that you created? Yeah, I mean, I base my inspirations for the bag on the theme of this cross-cultural dialogue, um, given my research on like local songs and folkloric stories and poetry, the idea for the Lady Dior bag represents a meeting point of these two dialogues. And I wanted the bag to carry a conversation 
and also be an exchange between histories and represent the way a marriage between two different cultures can also come together and also propel this idea of cross-cultural interaction through design and art. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it encapsulates the form of a book. Your bag's covered in this beautiful printed chiffon. Can you describe, technically describe the bag? Did you create the print that features on the chiffon? Uh, yeah, so um, Arabic typography is heavily embedded in, in the work that I do today. So the process was very interesting to me because I found that the Dior team was also very open to my ideas. The work on the bag is inspired from a shape that I use in some of my artwork today. Mm -hmm. And I chose to fill these shapes with the Arabic typography to not have a very literal illustration uh, and to have a little bit of ambiguity and, you know, have it more of a conceptual piece. Mm -hmm. And I chose to express the idea through forming the Arabic typography within that silhouette. And I also wanted to create layering and exaggerate the stitching to express this idea of hand-bound books right. uh, taking a different shape and form. So in this case, the shape of the Lady Dior. Right, so you have this kind of delicate thread draping mm -hmm. on the bag. So the typography, did you create that by hand? How was it applied onto the chiffon? What was the process? So yeah, the typography is done by hand, but then it's put together on a computer program and then mm -hmm. uh, in order to print in the quantities needed I mean on the on the fabric um, you know writing directly on the fabric you know with some fabrics that doesn't technically work because the spread of the ink kind of absorbs the, the ink in different ways I guess so yeah this was a solution of you know putting that typography onto the fabric without having, you know, these technical issues. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then the shapes were, were cut out and put together by hand and, you know, with trial and error to reach the final look. Right. And is chiffon a typical material for you? Is that something you've worked with before? Um, I do work with fabrics that have a mix of chiffon in them. Um, not this type of chiffon, to be honest, but I do use fabrics that have this transparency. I've also used it in lithography with, mm -hmm. you know, um, Korean paper that's very fabric-like, used for book binding. So transparency is also a big part of my artwork, you know, this layering aspect. And so was there also this connection to Dior being a couture house? Was what, mm -hmm. that one of the reasons that you wanted to work with chiffon? Yeah, I mean, the delicacy in chiffon also, I felt connected with House of Dior, and it represents to me this unique creativity, and the house also represents avant-garde, mm -hmm. you know, designs, you know, since its inception, um, you know, elegance. Yeah. So that was also an influence. Yeah, is Dior a house that you're very familiar with? What was it like getting the, the call to collaborate with them? Have you visited Dior in Paris? Yes, actually, and I even got the chance to visit the Dior exhibition last year here in wow. M7. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, at Mesherab, and got to see and absorb much more about the House of Dior and its creations okay. uh, throughout history. And so how did that kind of feed into your world? Was there any kind of crossover in the research that you did around Dior and your own passion for the cultural heritage of guitar and the oral history, folklore? I think 
The exhibition really helps me see the artistry behind every piece and that it's much more than what we see on the outside, you know, a deeper look to absorb all that detail and the people that were involved in it. So that helped me in trying to build a foundation of a concept that could merge that artistry with my practice to present something unique mm -hmm. and could tell a little bit about my work but at the same time about House of Dior. Tell us a bit more about the words that feature on the chiffon. You mentioned songs. So a lot of the words that I use in my work and even on the bag are from folkloric songs and typography that I've tried to embed in there to talk about this concept of archival, of these memories that seem to be disintegrating with time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're, you know, stories that have been passed down from generation to generation. Sometimes it's poetry by local poets. So with the Dior bag, the inspiration was poetry from a boom that happened during the 1980s of the changes that were occurring in the city. And I wanted to relate it to some older concepts that I've worked on about collective memory and how people collectively, you know, sang these songs and being the family of the neighborhood. So there are many layers to the conceptual idea, but, you know, a lot of the typography also is not necessarily meant to be legible. Every word is not meant to be very legible. It's this idea of a conceptual book taking shape and not fixating on every single word that's there. But, you know, the concept is embedded and imprinted within the piece. So I think, you know, that's what I want people to appreciate about it. The idea that you're applying your work to a handbag, how was that for you? And what was the starting point? Did you familiarize yourself with the Lady Dior, the workings of the Lady Dior? How did you go about this project? I mean, I, I am familiar with the Lady Dior. I did a bit more research when I was approached uh, for the project as well. I wanted to look at how Lady Dior was collaborating with other artists as well. And I saw that they're very bespoke, very intricate pieces of artwork that translate into the Lady Dior. So for me, I think because my practice is quite multidisciplinary, I saw how my work could be integrated here. And I saw it like a sculptural piece or, you know, that could be functional. Right, because I was going to ask you, do you see your bag more as an artwork or a piece to be worn? I would see it more, I mean, I guess as artwork that could be functional, as I said. I think that choice would go back to the person who has it and how they choose to see it, mm. knowing you know about the concept and the story behind it. Did you think about the symbolism of the handbag and the kind of symbolism that carries as an object in itself. I don't know you yourself, what kind of relationship you have with handbags. It kind of has these different layers of stories and it contains little mini worlds. Yeah, Women are very attached to their handbags. Did you think about that when you were working on your piece? Yeah, I mean, with my work, I always talk about how we always carry our memories with us. And in uh, some other projects, how we become our memories and how we wear them. And I talk about how sometimes relics can be passed down 
in families, carrying those stories with them down to another person, and that keeps building on. So I think here with the bag, this made sense to me because the bag is is kind of that object as well that's being passed down that holds memories and carries them. Absolutely. And your passion for the oral history of guitar, where does that come from? Is this something that comes from your family? Did you have a member of your family who inspired you at all when you were growing up? I think for me, when I was younger, I've always had like uh, an interest in my surrounding and documenting. But I feel that there were a lot of things that I overlooked only because we get used to seeing them every day. We're kind of accustomed to them. And during my years at university, I was introduced to Arabic typography and how that can be used within our context and surrounding, you know, where we live and how to design and communicate for the location that we're in right now. And that slowly over time helped me to see beauty and details that I didn't really focus on before. And that's really where I started to delve deep into this world of memories. And then I wanted to dissect why I had this emotional attachment to them. And I think maybe it's because I felt that I was distant from that for a while. And with the developments and this overload of technology, there's always something raw and authentic that I wanted to hang on to. You were talking about the comfort that art brings to you earlier. Would you say that you enter into a kind of meditative state when you're working on these creations? Yes, definitely. I always do say that as well. Um, And people ask me if I listen to music when I'm working and I say that I don't because I become so immersed in what I'm doing. And because there's a lot of writing, I do want to keep that on the surface of my mind and not have any disruption or interference. So yeah, I uh, become very connected to the projects that I'm working on. It sounds like this magical antidote to the digital world. And how do you go about your, your research and collecting these stories? I mean, sometimes the inspiration is from stories from people. So a lot of it isn't really documented. So um, collective memories and stories from the community. Sometimes it's from just one object that family member owned that unfolds into a large scale installation. I mean, stories, you know, that I've heard from my parents and even from times that I haven't lived through, but there was always this curiosity to want to know more and um you know to to kind of embed in my work in in a contemporary settings mm-hmm. yeah this idea of bringing the past into the future is is that your approach yeah i mean i would say it's kind of like my own way of archiving like i wouldn't want to say it's archival in in the literal sense but it's just my own way of expressing you know taking in all that information and expressing it Uh, you know, through different mediums. I feel that it's, um, it keeps me connected to it, I guess, in a creative sense. So if we were to enter into your studio, what kinds of things would we see? A variety of things, I guess. I have like my my tools, my uh, paper. I have an obsession with paper and, you know, black ink. I do some printmaking, library of books, types of paper that I use for collage, 
So yeah, it's quite multidisciplinary. I, I also use ceramic. Fabric is also a material that I've used in my performative series as well. It sounds really beautiful. I'd love to see it. Well, you're more than welcome if you if you visit Doha next time. Maybe you can come. Thank you. And you're the second Arab woman to feature in this series, following on from Manal Adwayen last season. How does that feel, this idea that there's more and more visibility on female artists from the Middle East? I'm happy to be the second Arab woman, and I hope this um, paves the way for many more. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of her work, and I've seen what she does. And we have a piece by her here at the Matahaf uh, Arab Museum of Modern Art. I'm happy to be part of uh, that journey for Dior. Just to wrap, have you actually seen your uh, your Lady Dior? Have you seen the the final piece? Uh, yes, actually, I uh, I did get a chance to see it. Um, I think it was about a, a month ago. I'm very excited to see um, the rest of them. I mean, I only saw one, but. I'm quite happy with it, and I feel that the Dior team were really able to translate my idea into this piece of artwork. What was the exchange like? Was it mainly done over the phone, or how did you, the process, how did you work with the team? It was a bit of both. I got a chance to meet with the team. At the beginning, a team member actually came to meet with me face-to-face. We did a few calls over Zoom, and then again later on, about a month ago, Uh, The team came to my studio again. It was a very nice uh, collaboration. And I think I got to learn about, you know, the Lady Dior process as well. A lot of the work that goes into it, the intricate detail. It's incredible how many pieces go into it, right? It's like a crazy puzzle when you look at how it's it's made. Yeah, the uh, just the whole process and the amount of work I think is incredible. And what about the stitch work? Did all of that take place in the Dior studios? Were you involved in that at all? No, it was, um, I did like a sample of how I wanted that to look, the look and feel, the stitching, but yeah, the rest of it happened at the Dior workshop, yeah. What kind of energy do you hope that people will feel when they carry your bag? What kind of messages or is there anything that you would like it to transmit to the person who will own this bag? I mean, I hope that introduces them to you know my practice and the work that I do I hope that it sparks a curiosity for people to want to know the deeper layers of the conceptual research and study behind this idea that's been embedded into the bag thank you for listening To hear more of our rich exchanges with guest artists from the 7th edition of Dior Lady Art, visit the Dior Talks podcast series, available on all platforms.